listener production. US stocks recover from early weakness, consolidating ahead of key events later on in the week. And Aussie shares expected to jump on Tuesday ahead of the Commonwealth Bank's trading update. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Tuesday, the 14th of November. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, I suppose the performance of the US market last night, a little bit underwhelming. There wasn't anything that you'd mention in dispatches, but what stood out to me was that the market was lower in early trade and has been able to claw back those early losses. And when you consider that US markets have had a very substantial rally over the course of the last fortnight, they're doing pretty well. The Dow, as we record, up by around 0.2 of a percent. The S&P 500 is flat. The Nasdaq is down 0.1 of a percent. So retail spending for the month of October when it's released later this week is expected to dip about 0.3%. Of course, the auto workers strike will have some impact on that spending. But we're going to get updates from Walmart and Target. They'll provide insights into how much consumers have reined in discretionary spending when they report later this week. And of course, the impact of elevated mortgage rates and record home prices could also have an impact on those home improvement companies like Home Depot and Lowe's. They are very sensitive to those long-term interest rates in particular. So even though there weren't dramatic moves where interest rates are concerned, they're probably nudging towards levels we haven't seen in a fortnight on the high side. And that would... Not be a headwind, but it'd be a a breeze that you're running into, Ryan. Uh, We saw US Treasuries fairly unmoved, despite the fact that we did see credit rating agencies Moody's on Friday lower its credit rating outlook for US government debt. And the big focus at the moment, apart from the inflation data that's released tonight, is the fact that the US faces another partial government shutdown beginning on Saturday if Congress does not pass a stopgap spending bill. What it suggests to me, Ryan, is that our buyers are just prepared to make those compromises where those risks are concerned, just to get those more attractive yields uh, on board at a time where they're not particularly convinced about the next move for the share market, given the fact that we've seen quite a considerable rally over the course of the last couple of weeks. The consensus really is that we're expecting to see consumer prices up by just 0.1% in October. That would be the headline number, and that would be down from 0.4% in September. And if you look at core prices, excluding volatile food and energy costs, they're seen up 0.3%, the same margin as the prior month. So if we do get an upside surprise here, that will throw it'll the cat be, amongst the pigeons. It'll be more than market. a cat. It'll be a whole phalanx of cats, I would say. But um, in any case, let's just reflect on some other stock moves last night. We are seeing something of a a thawing of the detente uh, where China is concerned in the context that China is perhaps being more engaging with the rest of the world on a couple of fronts. Uh, There have been suggestions that they will reinstate the love for Boeing. Bloomberg's reported that China is considering ending its freeze on buying Boeing 737 MAX planes. Of course, that particular aircraft has been <laughs> in the headlines a lot the last few years. But the other thing supporting Boeing shares was Dubai carrier Emirates announced a $52 billion US dollar order for 95 Boeing aircraft. So that really did support that share. Boeing is the most improved Dow stock. Caterpillar also probably getting a little bit of a tailwind off the back of that as well, up by about 1.3%. We've got Home Depot, which we mentioned before, down by about a percent. There's another organization uh, which stands out for the fact that it is down by 20%. It's not a name that um, comes up often or at all, but B. Riley Financial. Uh, so there are suggestions that they're caught up in some sort of financial scandal, and that always gets everyone 
everyone's attention. So that stock's down 20%. But the stock doing quite well is Monday.com. Uh, they are a provider of enterprise software and they have bettered with their earnings numbers. Third quarter sales up 38%. Uh, they're guiding for a 32% increase in sales in the coming quarter. Uh, upgraded their full year guidance, and Ryan the stock is up ten percent. Nothing to do with the fact that it was Monday in the US. <laughs> it's a good name, I suppose. It gets your attention. Indeed, uh, we saw Nvidia add one point three percent, advancing for a ninth consecutive day after the chipmaker unveiled its newest high end artificial intelligence chip, the H two hundred. Tesla gained four point two percent after it was revealed that it has updated the terms of its electric vehicles Cybertruck order agreements. And that oh, stipulates that buyers won't sell the vehicle within the first year of ownership without permission. I mean, honestly, that's no. not democracy in action. I'd be passing, to be frank. If Indeed. I Elon fingering me in the chest, telling me what I can and can't do with my Cybertruck, I'm not having a bar of it. One company we did see weighing on the share market, however, was food products company Tyson. Its shares were down 3.2% after its fiscal fourth quarter revenue missed analyst estimates. So a bit of a mixed backdrop there, Tom. European markets had an underwhelming finish to the end of last week, but they came back uh, reasonably well last night. The, the UK market up 0.9%, the French market up 06 the German market up by around 0.7%, the stock 600 index up by around three quarters of a percent. What we did see was travel and leisure stocks rise 1.7% to lead gains with shares of Swedish online gambling firm. We're not a proponent of that on our family-friendly like program. Kathy Woodstock, is it? No. And... Evolution jumped as much as 6.7% after the company's CEO bought almost 100,000 shares in the company. Good to see a CEO getting some skin in the game. German bonds weren't vastly changed last night either, trading around 2.7%. Let's just quickly look at the commodity markets, Ryan, because they've gotten a little bit of a lift in broad terms, helped by the US dollar just pulling back a little bit against most currencies overnight. So we've got uh, gold up by around three quarters of a percent at 1951 US an ounce. All prices they formed a bit of a foundation. They're up by around three quarters of a percent overnight where WTI is concerned. It's at 78.26. It looks like OPEC and its friends are getting some traction with their jawboning at the moment. Yes. So OPEC released its monthly market report and said that oil market fundamentals remain strong and blame speculators for a drop in prices. OPEC made a slight increase to its 2023 forecast for global oil demand growth and stuck to its relatively high 2024 prediction. The Aussie dollar, not much moved overnight either, trading at 63.8 US cents. Are there things coming down the pipe that might make a difference to the Aussie on the local front? I would say um, probably later on in the week when we get the wage price index and the employment numbers, that might make uh, more of an impression. But until then... We're not looking at many catalysts today. We've got the NAB survey of business conditions, Westpac and its consumer sentiment survey, CBA reporting earnings today. Yeah, so the thing that will stand out with your sentiment surveys today will be the Reserve Bank's rate hike last week and whether that impacts on consumer sentiment more broadly. And then, of course, we expect survey business conditions will have softened in October but remain above long-run average levels. So, New orders will be in focus given they have improved for the past four consecutive months and there's signs of weakening in employment intentions, which will also be watched ahead of the labour market data this week. Tom, what stands out today is the Commonwealth Bank's trading update for the first quarter of 2024. Cities forecasting cash earnings of around $2.4 billion, 
This is primarily driven by lower net interest income offset by better other operating income and lower bad and doubtful debts. And the NAB will be trading ex-dividend. Telstra will be hosting an investor day as well. So there's enough to distract us before we get into the main events of the week. The futures are pointing to an improvement of around 0.8 of a percent, but I would put it to you that the market's had a little bit of trouble holding on to gains for the last couple of sessions. So that'll be a test in early trade to see whether or not uh, people will be happy to accept the improvement at the start of trade. Yes, and late yesterday we saw the release of credit growth data in China, which disappointed for October, so that could be a bit of a dampener on sentiment for commodities. Indeed. The Aussie dollar, as I mentioned before, not doing much at 63.8 US cents. Ryan, have a great Tuesday. You too, Tom. Have a great day, listeners. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. This podcast is prepared, approved, and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting, and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.